You're listening to the Pimp Cron Podcast. Welcome, one and all, to episode 129 of the Pimpcron Warhammer Podcast, and I am the said host. We are brought to you by our awesome Patreon patrons. If you'd like to support the show, either share us or tell a friend, or go to patreon.com slash pimpcron, with a P, a second P. Uh, we're in a transition period. Uh, some of my stuff is going to keep the second P, and other stuff like the Pimpcron Podcast is going to be a Pim. Because that is the new identity I have for myself. I've had a split personality. And also, GameMat.eu for your pre-painted train and your game mats. Who would have thought they sell that? So, tonight we are talking about Tesseract Mailbox from our Patreon patron, Grendel. And he says that he agrees with everything I've ever said and I am like the coolest, hottest person he knows. That might be a paraphrase. You should probably listen to what he actually says. And we also have the secret life of a 40k blogger or podcaster. And that, boy, <laughs> grab some Visine, kids. Your eyes are going to be opened, opened wide to the backstory of what it's like to be in the industry. And um, what else we talk about? Oh, we talk about the Mask of Slanesh, which they have a new model like a year or two ago and somehow it escaped me and we discuss whether or not we would have a one night stand with it if it were a flesh and blood b human sized and c we had a couple drinks in us and that is basically what this episode is about so what have i been up to i've been writing brutality short stories still been doing that um I played Age of Sigmar against my buddy TJ. It's like it's like the same thing I say every single week. I've been playing TJ a lot. And I brought my lizard men, and he beat me. I think he beat me, didn't he? I think he... No, no, no. I'm sorry. I won by one point. Uh, that was... Uh, man, I'm getting my weeks mixed up because he beat me last week by eight points or something. And now I beat him this week by one point. It was like 20 to 19, I think is what it was. And Lizardmen, man, they're such a fun faction. A little of the stuff scratches my head. Like him and I were discussing the, um, the Saurus Knights. My cavalry move eight inches. And you're like, what? Cavalry move eight inches? Yes, they do. You know how your cavalry, no matter what army you play, probably moves 12 or 10 or 14 inches? Yeah, mine move eight inches. You know what else moves eight inches? A skink. You know what else moves eight inches? A croxagore. Please don't ask me to explain how a five-wound croxagore <laughs> can run as fast as my dinosaurs riding dinosaurs. I don't understand it. Nobody does. Um, but that is what we did, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and what else? Oh, we had a sci-fi podcast cover or mention Brutality in it, which was really cool. And they are a, um, a Facebook podcast video cast sort of thing kind of a youtube thing and they i'll put a link in the description actually no go on the brutality page if you want to see it because we actually shared the whole video and that way you don't have to go to the text on here and then click a link and then whatever you just go straight to our facebook page and we posted a couple days ago but they were super complimentary about our community 
and um, the game itself. And I love to hear people hear about brutality for the first time because they're like, wait, I could just use any models. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you can. And they're like, but wait a second. What about, you know, a gun and a bow and arrow? They've got to be different things. And I'm like, yeah, you stat them out to be different things. But if you choose to stat them out the same, then they're the same. Like you, you can just, it's basically you make it work to fit your narrative. And I had a guy this week that was blown away that you could do sci-fi and fantasy together. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you can. It's any genre. I don't know what about, I don't know what part about any genre you don't understand, but that's, it is literally like when I say any, I don't mean just one. I mean like probably more than one, but probably more than two as well. I mean any. And, uh, we, somebody posted on the Facebook page recently, the brutality Facebook page has blown up recently. I mean, we got people just this weekend. I was on Facebook. I have a timer on my phone, so I know I was on Facebook for two hours yesterday because I posted the podcast link to them and then I posted a battle report me and my son did for brutality we played um the Voyager Star Trek Voyager models that I have versus Klingon models and we were the Voyager crew versus the AI and we tied four to four I posted that up and then another person posted their warband and then another person posted that they had a brutality demo game over in Virginia yesterday which was cool and they posted how that went and another person posted about finding Heroclix and Mage Knight stuff. And, like, it was just, it was very busy, but I am thankful for it. I'm really excited that we have such a nice community. And, um, anyway, I'm getting a little sidetracked. But the podcast makes it a big point to point out that we have an extremely nice and extremely welcoming community. And he goes on and on and on to say that, and it's really heartwarming for me, and I'm very proud of that, because I have always tried to foment this type of super super nice welcoming friendly atmosphere whether it be shorehammer or my local club or brutality community page or if you talk to me on email i'm always nice to everybody like i always just try to be nice to everybody and i have mentioned this before on the podcast before i've met a lot of people that i liked to listen to or podcasts or whatever and i've talked to them on email or on phone or facebook and a lot of them come off kind of as assholes. And it's ironic because the person like me that kind of portrays this full of himself asshole sort of character is probably the least assholic person you're going to meet in real life or <laughs> or on, online. <laughs> Whereas there's been a lot of people that uh, I met or I discussed something with and I'm like, oh, wow, I don't like this person at all anymore. And matter of fact, some of those conversations have made me stop listening to podcasts. I used to have one 40K podcast I used to love, and I listened to it all the time. And then I got to know them better, and the dude's just a whiny bitch. Like, everything online, I became friends with him online. I eventually unfriended him because everything was, oh, my, my dog got sick, and, and oh, my God, and life is so terrible, and Oh, shut up. I don't give a shit if your dog is sick. I mean, I don't wish it on your dog, but I also don't give a shit about it. So I hate when people use Facebook as like their their personal journal. And uh, he, he came off as such a little bitch. So it, it to be honest with you, this is going to sound petty, but it completely, uh, completely soured his podcast for me and I couldn't listen to it anymore. As a matter of fact, a couple times I had... Uh, discussions with him and stuff he would just not answer me i could see he saw it on facebook on messenger and he would just completely ignore me 
and I'd have to ask over and over again if I had like a question or something for him or we're having a discussion, you know, I go, oh, A, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, B, blah, blah, blah. And I go, C, blah, blah, blah. And no reply. Like I'll ask him a question or whatever. There's, he would see it and wait, I don't know, a week to reply. And that was after I messaged him again and go, uh, maybe you missed my last message, but we were kind of having a conversation. Uh, and it's, yeah. But anyway, I'm going on a tirade. But the point is, is the Brutality Group, we have no politics in the Brutality Facebook group. We have no religion in the Brutality Facebook group. There is, There has never once been a presidential post at all, pro or negative. There has never once been any sort of racial or sexist or literally nothing on this group page except for one time this guy or bot, I should say, joined and was like, hey, I'm going to do free readings at midnight if people are interested. And I deleted the post. And I'm like, well, this is just stupid. So I deleted the post. And I didn't ban him until about an hour after I deleted the post. He posted it again. And I was like, I'm going to do free uh, palm readings or whatever. And I'm like, all right, well, you're banned now because that's that's stupid. And uh, he was he was clearly a bot. His account had been up for like a week and he had like four friends. It was... Uh, I don't know. People are dumb. But the point is, that was literally the only time ever that we had anything that was not miniature related. And everybody is just super supportive. You know, people post their paint jobs, they post their models and post their bat reps and their terrain setups. And I just, uh, man, it's just a dream come true. I spent my whole life trying to design games that one day I would find a game that people actually enjoy playing and it would become popular. And this is 100% a dream come true. It makes me very, very happy that people are playing my game. And uh, when I posted this thing and the podcast, and this sounds like I'm bragging, you know what? Up yours if you think it's bragging. I mean, I'm proud of it, sure, but I'm not trying to shove it down your face. So Um, I was really happy because some people chimed in on when I shared the podcast link. Apparently, they listened to it and said, oh, you know, they heard that he was being complimentary. And they replied and go, yeah, this is the most welcoming group I'm part of. Everybody's really nice. And I had several people chime in and it really just made my day. So 2020, 2021 might be kind of shitty years, but it has been a literal dream come true for me. And I'm I'm very happy. So um, that's it. Let's move on with this show so that you can listen to all the wonderful content I have produced for you. It's hot and ready. Come come take a bite, man. Let's open the Tesseract mailbox. Hey, this week we have a nice letter from one of our Patreon patrons. That's right, Grendel. And he writes in, Oh, glorious leader. I thought about making some silly plea asking if you wanted to sell me the Sisters of Battle pin, but I don't think I'd want it even if it was a $2. Pins are just not my thing. I did like your show today, though, referring to last week. I thought the new speeder for the Space Marines is cool, except for the third crew member. If, and that's a big if, I'm going to expand my Space Marines, I will definitely be getting two. I will, of course, remove the helmet and put a hatch or something in its place. Actually, Grendel, that's a really good idea, and I feel like I would probably do the same thing, because that dude peeking his head out, uh, I don't know. He writes, he goes on to write, I also don't understand loot crates. I don't have the money to throw out a mystery box of crap in the hopes that there is something I like in it. And the one you saw for $100 is just crazy. 
do you know how many people I could support on Patreon with that kind of money? <laughs> hopefully the hopefully the number's one, Grendel. If you had a hundred dollars a month, I mean that you're just gonna dump it all into the Pimpcron Warhammer podcast. Anyway, I would rather pay my overlord instead of getting a random box of crap. Well, I have rambled enough. I hope you have a great week, and I will listen to you next week. Your faithful cryptech Grendel. Well, thanks for um agreeing with me. You know that is part of the prerequisite for writing into the show is that you have to agree with the old Pimcron. Now, as far as the email goes, I'm going to keep this. This might end up getting confusing as I get new listeners that only know me without the second P. But I have recently changed my name just slightly, and um, I took the second P out. So it's Pimcron, uh, that is wholly trademarkable and copyrightable, and because it's all original words. And Pimcron is, this is now the Pimcron podcast, and my Pimcron article on Spiky Bits and all of that. Even my Facebook page says Pimcron now, instead of Pimpcron. Uh, but the email as of right now, because so many of you already know it, is going to remain Pimpcron because... It's already established, and a lot of people email me and all of that. So, um, I also, and I think that your suggestion for uh, replacing that third guy and putting a hatch there, I think that's a capital idea, honestly. I mean, how many people do they need to drive one freaking machine? They got a driver and a gunner and another gunner. I mean, they, to be honest, they put, they put servitors in basically everything. So, I don't understand why they would have three space marines in this one thing when i'm pretty sure the hunter or the stalker or something one of those has a missile it's servitor guided there's actually a person in that missile a completely disposable person that is the guidance system of that missile (laughs) and meanwhile they got rinky dink up there with his head sticking out between those two guns i don't know it's just it's a weird weird thing so But yes, I do definitely like that speeder, and I feel like this is just one more way that the doomsday clock for the old marines is ticking, ticking, ticking away. You can say what you want, but I'm calling it right here. There will come a day when the trueborn or firstborn or whatever they're called, the old marines and their bikers and their jump packs and everything is going to go the way of buying porn mags at a gas station. They're just going to go away and you're never going to see them again because there's going to be way better options out there. And as far as selling the pin, even though you said you don't want it, but um, I am not going to be selling the pin. I did offer it to the Patreon patron that bought it for me because he does play Sisters of Battle, and he said he doesn't want it. And then Grendel says he doesn't want it, and uh, I'm actually going to keep it because, like I said, I do have some Sisters of Battle, so when I start that army, I'll just put that pin on my army transport. And uh, my children love the pen. My my daughter Gabby was like super, like, whoa, what is this? And I had to explain it to her that it was Sisters of Battle pen. And then that meant absolutely nothing to her. And she had no idea what I was talking about. But the point is, is that she got a little bit of my attention. And that's that's what counts. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, you guys can reach me at Pimcron on Facebook or Pimp cron at gmail.com boy this is not going to get confusing quick is it talk to you later want that or want that not so this is the time of the show right where everyone's like wow i wonder if he'll like this or something or, or maybe not he won't at all yeah so this is want that or want that not 
I can't believe this new model actually passed by me. I don't know when it came out, but it just occurred to me that for all of you with a weird lobster lady fetish, the mask has a new model. And I'm assuming this came out with the new Hedonites of Slash or whatever a couple years ago. But this is a pretty sweet model. And have you ever just happened to look funny at like a uh, a fresh tub of cream cheese and it gave you like some weird boner because you know you shouldn't be attracted to it, but you were? Yeah, this is basically how this model is for me. Like this model is pretty cool looking. I mean, I'm not actually attracted to it, but the model is weird. It is. I have such a confused boner right now. So it's a woman with two arms and then she's got two crab claws, which is like, I don't know if that's doing something for me or not. But what's weird about it is that she has the frilly, like, jester thing around her neck, which is a new, I believe, a new addition to this model. This was not her before. She did not have this. I don't recall if she had four arms or not, but I'm pretty positive she did not have this frilly, like, laugh clown ring around her neck. And... At first glance, I was like, man, I absolutely hate this. I 100% hate this. She's not supposed to be wearing this. <laughs> I don't know. It just just looks weird. It really is put off-putting. And then I look at it further and I'm like, well, she's got the she's got the laugh clown sort of staff with the smiley face mask on one end and the sad mask on the other. And funny enough, if you actually rotate it on the website, like the mask actually perfectly covers her face um it's just lined up that way she's not holding up to her face necessarily she's holding it in front of her face but it does line up perfectly to give you this really creepy look on her face and i don't know if they really intended to do this but her horns on her head form kind of a heart and there's this weird like anime sort of feeling about this whole thing she's got an oddly pleasing look of like anime horror body horror sort of, like, combination. It's strange. I truly do think this is a really good model. And I was never a fan of the mask in the past, but I completely miss this model. And there's a lot going on here. She's got, like, a tiara. She's got one of those... I don't even know what culture it's from, but where they've got, like, the little gem and the, like, chain, like, gold chain that dangles in front of their forehead and has a little gem... And she's wearing stockings. And it's just... I don't know. I think they did a really good job of this. They they did a very good job of blending weird, creepy horror with kind of like a... Uh, I hate the term schoolgirl because that I'm not talking about underage here. But like the Japanese cliche, you know, with the, the skirt and all that. Um, I find this to be very interesting. It's a very, very neat model. And she's got the feet of like a velociraptor, which is, whew, that's one of my my uh, turn-ons. And all in all, this is a very well-made model. So she's kind of dancing. And actually, you know what? I just realized that's part of it. That is part of it. Her pose, you know how like in one of those anime shows, like they're all trying to be cutesy and they've got their little skirt on and they're all like, <laughs> the whole time. And they often will have, like, think of, like, Sailor Moon, where they've got, like, the tiara and the little gem and the dress, and they're like, ah the whole time. This is definitely that look. She's definitely giving, like, that playful, weird skipping that you would find in an anime. 
And I've never actually connected anime with Slanesh before, but it's well done. That's that's what I'll say. It's well done. I don't actually know what her rules are in the book, so I don't know how good she is. $34? I'm glad they took off that $1 to keep it from 35 because 35 would have been way too much. But 34 I find, is reasonable. Now, 34 seems like a bit much, but that's kind of the typical character thing. Um... I definitely think this is a much better sculpt than the old one, so I'm happy they replaced it. And they've done some very, very interesting design choices in this model. And at first, although I hated it, I actually like it. I am definitely a want that for this. And as I told you before, I'm slowly getting excited for a new Hedonites of Slanesh army I may eventually pursue. I think I'll definitely have to get this model and put her in it, because it's got a weird... Very weird vibe, but I like it. So in conclusion, it is a want that for me, and it's perfect for the person in your life that either has a fetish for Sebastian the Crab from The Little Mermaid, or just really enjoys having confused boners. Now it's time for Real Talk with Pentcron. Hey everybody, it's Real Talk with the Pentcron, and today, guess what we're talking about? Well, if you are at all literate and you listen to the beginning of the show, I think by now you probably know what we're talking about. We are lifting the veil on the secret life of a 40k or Warhammer blogger, and really, most of it goes the same for podcasters, so that's, you know, I'm, I'm mostly known for blogging and not podcasting, so there you go. You know, here's a fun fact. I actually don't like the term blogging for me, for myself, because I have a weekly column. So I'm a columnist, and that sounds silly because this is a silly topic, and I've got a silly name, and I'm generally dumb, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> that, I don't know, it just threw me off. But, but I actually take it pretty seriously, and I kind of find the term blogger to be a little derogatory for what exactly I do. I'm not trying to be full of myself, but I literally am trying to come up with the best thing I can each week, and with varying success, but... A blogger to me is more like somebody that has a diary online, essentially, because a blog is like a, well, I don't know where the B comes from, but it's like a log, essentially, or a diary. And I do know that some bloggers are like really huge and all, and they are fine with the term blogger, but I actually prefer columnists. So if you ever see me on the street and you call me a blogger, I am going to rip out your testicles. And if you're someone without testicles, well, then I will rip something else out, I suppose. So, behind the curtain of blogging, um, I first off don't want you to be fooled by the glamour. There's a lot that goes with this whole columnist thing, this whole Warhammer blogger, Warhammer podcaster thing. And, like, currently, okay, I'm sitting here on this white sand beach, and I'm just talking to you. I have some nice noise-canceling things so you can't hear the seagulls and the swaying of the trees and all that. And I'm just sitting here sitting, sipping root beer, and uh, this nice native lady is massaging me at the moment. And there's palm trees and everything you'd expect on a beautiful tropical island. And I just gave, gave away my brand new Mercedes because it had over 500 miles on it. And it just, I don't know, it, it was wearing thin. I'll have my people get a fresh Mercedes in the morning, because that is the way the life of a blogger goes. This might sound like I have it all made, but believe me, 
blogging and podcasting about 40k isn't all that it's cracked up to be, okay? It's more than just massages and disposable Mercedes. You might see me on the cover of some magazine leaving a hotel with some model, or being arrested for drunk driving with just a dash of manslaughter, and you say to yourself, wow, how can I be more like Pimcron? Well, I have a question for you. Why would you want to own four pet albino jaguars? Why would you want to light your cigarettes with ancient texts? Or have orgies with pop stars in a hot air balloon? I mean, I might have two mansions, and a belt of human skin, and selfies with all the Illuminati, but those are just things. That's just material objects. That's that's not... Money can't buy that. Well, wait a second. Yes, it can. Money bought all of that, and it bought it quite easily. You can't let all of that blind you to the truth of the matter. 40k blogging and podcasting is not for everyone. So I feel like this is a good sit-down talk with you guys to explain exactly where I'm coming from and maybe to dispel some of the rumors and things like that about the lifestyle. First off, to be a Warhammer commentary, you have to hate yourself. Only someone who would truly despise their own existence would bring themselves so low as to become a Warhammer commentator. I mean, you don't have the legitimacy of a newspaper or a news network behind you, although that's kind of arguable these days. And despite that legitimacy, that lack of legitimacy, you still have to feel qualified to say things about stuff all the time. I mean, as a columnist for 40k, where do we get off? Where do we come from? Who do we think we are? Blogging is just barely, barely one step above like a He-Man fanfiction erotica. And (laughs) maybe a little less entertaining. And solely because 40k blogging generally contains fewer descriptions of Skeletor's nipples. Why should you hate yourself if you want to be a columnist for 40k? Well, for starters, there are the haters. No matter what you say about anything in Warhammer, somebody won't like it. Such as a second P in your name, wink wink. And that somebody will attack you with a ferocity that you haven't seen since you backtalked yo mama. They will take something that is completely benign and make it very personal. If you want to survive in this fast-paced blogging world, you have to develop thick skin. Skin so thick it makes a phlebotomist cry. Or, do what I do and deal with all the hate by having very low self-esteem. Nearly every time I look in the mirror, I try to spit in my own face on impulse. So when people say mean things to me, I'm on your side. I'm ov- If we're being all honest here, with each other and with myself, I suck. I'm overweight, I'm covered in moles, I have the voice of a little girl for crying out loud, and I was last in line when God was handing out private parts. So... I got kind of the run of the litter, if you know what I mean. So when someone hates on me, my first reaction is, Yeah, you tell him. You stick it to the Pimkron. Then they're all, like, confused, and then so am I, I guess. Another issue with being a columnist is that you have to be opinionated. The average person has absolutely no idea how hard it is to write an original article on the same damn topic every single week for six years. Six years, people. I am, now I haven't done it every single week. I probably miss like two or four 
articles a year. So I'm not quite at 300 articles, but I'm damn near close. And it's on the same damn topic every single week. You know, if I was like a regular journalist and I was like, oh, I'm covering the pandas having babies at the zoo. And oh, now I'm covering a drug ring. And oh, now I'm covering for every nasty thing the politicians do. And yes, I said covering for, not covering. But a bing. Anyway, if I was a real journalist, you're not stuck typically with one topic. You can just do whatever is in the news, which is, I guess this year, mostly just pandemic bullshit. But when you get hired on as slave labor for Warhammer topics, you have to kind of, sort of, talk about Warhammer. The good news is I was born with the innate ability to instantly judge everything and form an opinion. I'm kind of like an X-Man, but even lamer than Jubilee. My wife confuses me because she often doesn't care either way about things. When we eat, where we eat, the paint scheme of a miniature, where we should mount a framed picture, etc. On the other hand, I instantly have an opinion. And, well, here's, for, here's, here's an example. What color is your shirt? Let's say it's red. I love red. Green? Ah, green is okay. But it's like number five on my list of favorite shirt colors. Oh, wait, you don't have a list of favorite shirt colors? Well, if you were overly opinionated, you would. Next, you'll be telling me you don't even have a list of favorite Barbie video games that were only released in Japan. I know I do. So when it comes to blogging, that's all you need. An opinion. Lucky for me, I love Warhammer, and I'm chock full of opinions on everything about it. Mandrakes are cool-looking models, but need to ditch the weird pants. I find the term Dark Eldar to be racist. I'm shocked that Tyranid Shrikes existed for so long in the Codex without ever actually having a model. Eldar, huh, they're stupid. I think GW is secretly controlled by the Bush family. See? Opinions on everything. That's how you need to be if you want to be a successful podcaster or blogger in the Warhammer world, my friend. Never stop, never stopping. If you want people to read your stuff, you have to keep putting stuff out, and you have to stay relevant to their lives by saying relevant things. The blogs that only post once in a blue moon don't keep a steady following. Same thing goes for YouTube, same thing goes for podcasts. I can't tell you how many podcasts I've tried to follow, and they're like, oh, we put out one episode every other freaking month. Oh, cool, that's cool. And then it's not even consistent. I could even wait. Let's say... Let's say that these people are generous enough to keep the same schedule once per month exactly on 3 a.m. on a the 15th of every single month they come out with a podcast. You know what? I can still follow that because I understand that they're putting effort into it and it's reliable and I can connect with that. But most of these people are like, oh shit, you know what? Uh, so we went to go record, but uh, Judge Judy was on. And, like, we're, like, really big Judge Judy fans, so sorry this week, no podcast. <laughs> Shut up. No, if you promise people to have a weekly damn podcast, you have a weekly damn podcast, and that is the way it is. And you think you uh, might have caught on with my opinion on work ethic during the Shorehammer explanation, the behind-the-scenes thing? Well, this is another example of that. If I tell you I'm going to have a GD article every single week, I'm going to have a GD article. That's the way it is. So, anyway... I'm I'm digressing here, but uh, just the point is, is that you need to stay relevant 
if you're going to have, and I'm, this is legitimate. This isn't even a joke. This is legitimate advice. If you want to be a content creator to something, then you need to stick with a schedule and you need to stay entertaining and you need to keep producing quality content. That is what people want. The clickbaity shit that some of these websites, wink, wink, are guilty of doing It eventually goes sour. This is free market capitalism, people. Eventually, people stop coming to your website because all you do is clickbaity shit. And that's the same thing with YouTube channels and all that. Although, admittedly, I have to admit that this is not always the case. There are many YouTube channels where I go to one time and I watch a video and I'm like, good God, this person is annoying. Like, this is not even good. Like, the stupid shit, the reaction videos and all that. Um, I look at the number of views and followers these people have, and it's like, good God, why on earth are people following you and watching your videos? You are not entertaining. You are just stupid. But there I go digressing again. So my next point and final point is that you have to be entertaining if you want to be a blogger or podcaster or whatever. Nobody wants to sit there and read a boring blog or listen to a boring podcast that doesn't entertain them. Give them a chuckle for crying out loud, or at least inspire them. Find what little niche you are good at in the hobby and make a blog about that aspect. If you're as funny as me, (laughs) then stop lying. Nobody's as funny as me. But if you're at least kind of funny, use humor. If you aren't funny, then use memes or other funny things you find to add some humor to your topic. And then you can kind of like pose as being funny. But don't try to be what you're not. I'm not in any way a competitive gamer. And I play this game for fun and for, you know, casual narrative games with my buds. You'll never see me write an article or do a podcast episode about the latest net list about the competition or the whatever bullshit tournament happened. It doesn't interest me and it wouldn't be I wouldn't be good at blogging about it or talking about it because it just doesn't interest me and I'm kind of out of my uh out of my depth on that. So, another thing. You have to remember to proofread your posts using spell check whenever you can, even though most blogs are quite informal in that format, grammar and sentence structure. It shouldn't be a license not to proofread. If you find any mistakes in my articles, I blame the editors. Sometimes they put grammatical errors in my articles just to make me look more fallible and likable to connect better with my readers because I gotta admit it is not easy to be so perfect all the time it's a real downer sometimes and like I said on this nice beautiful sandy beach um oh you know what okay I'll be there in a minute yeah I got a volleyball I got a volleyball tournament to go to so um there's a bunch of there's a actually a whole nudist congregation that just came in and uh, they're, I don't know, some of them work out, that's for sure. Anyway, it's time for bo- volleyball. But listen, listen, just do what you're good at, produce content, be entertaining, and be dependable. That's why my listeners know that, hold on, I'm, re- I'm recording a fucking podcast. You- okay, they're, they're going to wait for me. The point is, is that, oh man, they, all this nudity is throwing me off a little, sorry. Um... My readers or my listeners know that my podcast comes out every single morning at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that's the way it is. You know that when the clock strikes 3 a.m. 
Eastern Standard Time in the U.S., then there's going to be a little bloop and a Pimpcron podcast episode shows up. So I, I, hold on. I will. I will. God. All right. These people are driving me nuts. I need to go play naked volleyball on the beach. So talk to you later.